Hi guys, I'm here with Naomi, who's one of the co-founders of Beauty. Beauty is an online pop-up shop which aims to provide a holistic range of Afro-Caribbean hair and beauty cosmetics. Noticing the lack of these services offered by offered for Afro-Caribbean hair by knowledgeable people, they decided to take action, Naomi and her co-founder, um, to turn their passions into a business. Their online store also helps sponsor extra ed educational support for Afro-Caribbean students as well. So thank you for joining me, Naomi. Thank um, you for me. Not at all. And I just wanted to start off by finding out how you came up with the idea for beauty um, and if you could talk about the practical steps that you took to making it a reality, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. There, there was not never a eureka moment. It was always something that I think both me and my sister, who's my co-founder, uh, Chinare, wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, growing up in Southeast London, we used to always go to Lewisham High Street to get our um, Afro hair products. Mm -hmm. And it was quite enraging um, a lot of the time because, one, there's so much in there, we don't know what to, to buy. And then you're asking people that don't, have your hair type or don't really know anything about your hair and for me it was the fact that those shops were always packed and always busy mm -hmm. and I felt like resources and our money was just being sucked out of our community and so we put our two things that we're most passionate about um, uplifting and empowering um, African Caribbean people and um, hair and Afro hair and put those two things together and we created um, beauty so um, the, so it wasn't really like a eureka moment it was just always an idea that we had mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to just bring into fruition and so in going about it again I, I, I had just um, graduated and I went into work and I was just feeling I, I was just feeling like this cannot be it. This cannot be my life. I cannot mm -hmm. just be doing a nine to five. And let me not sound ungrateful. I got a great graduate job, um, but I just felt unfulfilled by it and sort of depressed that, that this could be my life until I retire. Uh, and so I, I think I was having a bit of a quarter life crisis <laughs> because uh, maybe I think it was two weeks after a week after my 25th birthday this year, um, I said, Chinare, look, we've been thinking about that it is, and we've been researching this for way too long. We're just going to do it. And so I put together this video um, saying that we're going to launch in two weeks. And I put it on Twitter and it was just retweeted. But we didn't actually have anything. We had no products. That's so clever. We had, no <laughs> we had nothing. Yeah. And so what yeah. that forced us to do was to get all that together in two weeks and so that's what we did, did. we we built the MVP I'm a technology consultant so kind of used my sk skills within that area we built the website um we got together the products and we just launched okay so so you kind of gave yourself a two-week deadline two to just get in get into action um yeah and I put in that video that would force me to force us to to get our roll up our sleeves and just get into it and it was like two weeks of no sleep yeah and I don't know if we would do it again like that because it was literally two weeks of no sleep mm -hmm. um but uh it worked <laughs> and you were ready by the two weeks deadline like you you were ready to launch yeah we met it but oh. it was very very tight it was like an hour before the <laughs> 
<laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, I literally put up the link to the website and fell asleep. <laughs> That's it. Your your work was done after that. You you you'd made your target. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we hit the target. I need to sleep for about twenty four hours. <laughs> no I think that's amazing that you get you sort of gave yourself that deadline and just made your forced yourself to be accountable um I think yeah. sometimes that can also help uh, people in meeting their goals where they've they've kind of put a public um something pu- something in the public eye that forces them to take action and work towards as opposed to yeah. as you say always you know analysis paralysis and, and always researching yeah um can I ask so when you decided to to launch did you sort of start with a smaller product line and then grow or or how did you start in terms of finding out the products you wanted to offer to the Afro-Caribbean community? Yeah that's exactly what we did we started off with a smaller product line and then we um, grew it. Um, We also did a questionnaire uh, before whilst we were in that research that long research stage that was we did a a questionnaire and so because uh, we got we got a really good understanding of the products that we would need very quickly um and then we we went from there and you got the understanding from the questionnaire itself yeah from the Um, from people's responses yeah okay um and then did you start seeking out partnerships or then how did you go about knowing where you wanted to find your products and and then what product like how you would put them on the website etc um no so we 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 buy from wholesalers so it's not really a partnership we more sort of grew relationships um we're still growing relationships um to try and get sort of the best deals and the things that work best on our our site um so it was more like going on the website um going on um, the internet sort of researching what uh wholesalers are out there Mm -hmm. and then sort of choosing the ones that we we needed to work with okay and i should ask actually what what were your first products that you kind of decide to start and I guess test the market with um I think we've grown so much since I think it was Shion Moisture Cream of Nature Cantu uh natural shea butter I don't think we had any other butters at that stage apart from shea butter um a whole bunch of other products but I mean we have we have 300 I think we have about 350 products on our site now so it's really it's really difficult to um to remember exactly sort of remember. Where started. yeah yeah and how have you decided to kind of just um grow and um begin to add other products to your to what you're offering is that based on what people have said or based on what you've seen in the market how, how do you kind of manage that so um like I my background is in technology so I am quite big on using technology to inform decisions. So it's mainly the data that comes through the site. There's we have like various clever ways of co- collecting data, like having like oh this product is launching soon, sign up if you if to be notified. That that tells me that if I get that product in, x x and x amount of people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like little things on the website that will inform me what people are looking for and it's not there and we should get in also we are trying to be the amazon of the black hair and beauty industry so in order for us to have to to be that we have to have as many um products on our site as we possibly can um but then what we do is we advise so there's a live 
on our site there's a button where you can talk to us live and to ask us questions and what we're probably by the time you release this podcast we would have launched the consultation so um, people can book with us um, 20 minute slots and we can invite because there's so much on the website we can advise them what products specific products are great about their hair and Chinare is really great at that because she's spent years doing people's hair um so she has been researching doing people's hair that's her that's her passion that's her like baby that's like i leave the consultation stuff really for her mm-hmm. um and um so yeah oh, so you really do marry together both of your skills if you're saying that she's kind of providing the the knowledge part of it and the consultation part of it but you're using the tech side of your background to kind of grow yeah. the, the tech side of the and business funny, she's also in tech um it's just that my degree is so we're, we're kind of like in different parts of tech so yeah um, i uh, in beauty i focus more on the technical sort of side and like um sort of making sure the website is cool and wholesalers and things like that and chinare's focus is really on um hair and customers and growing relationships um with uh, say youtubers bloggers etc mm-hmm. um and even just talking about finding funding for for this website was this something that you'd plan to save up for or did you were you able to secure funding or how did how did you go about that do you know i think that's one thing that we could i could have uh me specifically um uh, planned better mm-hmm. I always said I would fund it but in hindsight we could probably get other people to fund it um, because we use data um, and because we're both living at home we didn't really have like we were able to, we were in a position to do that okay um, at the time and um, so we didn't secure funding we just went um, we just went for it um, and just sort of built and watched sort of um an acute cumulative um interest on our investment uh, or compound interest on our um, investment that we put in okay so then are you seeing now you're just reinvesting am i understanding is that you're reinvesting what you make back into the it, business to help it's, yeah okay. so we do yeah so you help to help it grow yeah um, exactly. No, that that sounds amazing, and it's it definitely sounds like the way I've heard a lot of successful businesses um, operating at the start, where they they reinvest their profits, um, all in just making sure that you can become the Amazon of hair. And how did you go about reaching your first customer? Um, yeah, what was the marketing around that like? So. Um... You know, I had the podcast, or I have the podcast. We're on a break at the moment, but I have the podcast, twenty something podcast, mm-hmm. um, and so I used that as a marketing tool for the podcast. Um, so I, I used our listeners, or not used them, but I, I sort of because we, I feel like our listeners have become literally we've become like a community yeah. um, in terms of they hear us speak about subjects that we are genuinely passionate about and so we built that trust in like we genuinely care about what happens within our community and we genuinely care about the economy within our community and so it was just like a natural progression uh, that our sort of listeners became our customers and the support from them it's been phenomenal I'm really surprised. Yeah. 
Um, no, I can imagine that if you've got this community of people that trust you, um, and they're always willing to support, and in the same way, you can offer support back back for them as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, and how has it been um, building beauty whilst you're also working full time? I can imagine that in itself has been quite stressful. Um, I think it 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 was at the beginning. I yeah. think it was at the beginning. Um, it, it it is the the most stressful part of it right now is we're trying to find a fulfillment company because we're sending the orders ourselves and it's Christmas time right now so it's a lot of work um, and so we're trying to find a fulfillment company so we can so I have more time to work on strategy and so Chino has more time to consult and um, work with customers and etc. Et yeah. um, but it was more so at the beginning for me I don't really find it that that stressful I'm just like what will be will be um I try and get or I do get about eight hours sleep a a night I don't really function on little sleep Um, it's important (laughs) I'm here for it (laughs) Uh, I have a thing a list of things to do I get it done um and that's that's sort of how it works like I just I just get things out. If it's not perfect, I get it out anyway and refine it. I'm always talking about the MVP. I'll put out the MVP now, um, for example, for the consultation side. Um, there's a – so I'm using an API, which for people that um, may not be as technical is like um, a plug-in, yeah. I think that's what you describe. And you right now I want to manipulate the code so that you can pay within the API so that, um, so within the plugin so that, um, there's not so many clicks for the customer. Okay. So more Um, about user, user friendliness or user experience on the site. Exactly. But for, for me to do that, it's going to take more time. So right now you're going to, there's going to be, I'm going to have to be like, there's going to have to be more clicks than I would like to, to get it out. But then I will refine it when I can in, say, maybe two weeks' time, a month's time. So for me, it's about getting things out yeah. and then refining it and improving it based on feedback, based on what the end result is, based on what the goal is, based on what the strategy is. Yeah. So as long as I have my things to do list, I'm getting, and I'm making progress on that and I'm getting MVPs out and then I have time to build on the MVP, yeah. then I'm happy and I'll get my eight hours sleep and it's not that stressful. Yeah. I like that mentality though of getting something out first and then refining it later, especially when it comes to things to do with your business, because I think it gives you a really good opportunity to just see how people react to it. Um, yeah. before yeah. analysing it yourself it, exactly and at the end of the day we it's about the customer it's about getting products to the customer and so really like you don't need that much pizzazz <laughs> and you just build you just you just build on that foundation is, is the product working yes how can I make it better mm-hmm. so there's stuff on the website that for example if we took away the live chat customers would still be able to get their products but that that wasn't something that was there before that was something that was built in yeah yeah and in you you mentioned that you make sure that you get your eight hours sleep which I am 100% in support of (laughs) um I think sometimes people can like um portray entrepreneurship or having a side hustle as something that you need to not sleep at all and I just don't think that's very healthy um do you have any other things that you do throughout the week that just helps keep you keep you sane I would say any self-care tips 
Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm the worst person when it comes to self-care. <laughs> my self-care is my sleep. Yeah. Um, getting that eight hours sleep. I've just recently joining. I'm I'm recently decided to join the gym. I haven't actually joined yet. So <laughs> but um, it's there. It's in the works. But, but yeah, that's 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 my resolve to trying to be more conscious about um, self-care. But um, I do, I guess, listen to a lot of music um so perhaps that subconsciously is my self-care but I don't really do anything uh, I used to do a lot of jogging um and I, in the summer I tend to jog a lot but it's too cold we live in England and <laughs> I don't really, don't really do as much as I should yeah I just love that but it's too cold I can't come and stress myself in this <laughs> no I understand completely but like I don't think anyone needs to have a specific thing if if for you you know that you're able to function as long as you get your eight hours sleep then that's good enough for you for some other people it's it is going to the gym because that's what they need to function yeah exactly okay I would just like to like move on to just asking you a little bit about perhaps things you did before you started beauty. So you mentioned having the 20 something podcast. Um, how did you go about, if you don't mind just talking briefly about how you started that or any other businesses that you had before beauty or anything uh, anywhere else that 20, you worked? Yeah. So I, I really need to give props to Claude, uh, who is the founder of dream nation. He gave, he gave me the idea to start a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. He was like, start a podcast. That was that. Um, and so I started getting into it and like listening to other podcasts and there wasn't at the time, there wasn't any black British podcast that was talking about anything that I wanted to um, listen about. There was no, there was no like socio political podcast. So uh, we just sort of used it, my Mac at the time and used Skype, but we weren't as fancy as you. We didn't have like plugins <laughs> or anything. Recorded straight into the laptop mic, <laughs> and in fact, I, in fact, I think the first one was done on my phone. Literally, just putting the phone to my <laughs> to me and if it Abigail's works, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just just like okay, we're recording the podcast, uh, and we did that for like literally maybe two years until we invested in the actual proper equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was how it sort of started in Loughborough, um, just interviewing people and getting people on the show um, that I knew and that had something to say. And then it kind of grew from there. Okay. And would you say that you learned, um, or how has that influenced you in being able to start beauty, if if at all? Uh, hugely. Uh, I think... All the mistakes I made with the podcast um, in terms of marketing, in terms of strategy, in terms of just everything, I've just made sure not to to make those mistakes with um, beauty. Um, And so it's it's been a lot easier, I would say. Beauty has been a lot easier for me um, and it's been a lot more consistent than the podcast was at the beginning because I've literally just I just literally decided that I was just gonna make sure that I didn't make the mistakes that I made with 20 something um do you mind speaking about one mistake or a mistake that you made made that you learned from and have kind of helped you in your your business now sure so like marketing I don't think it was that clear what 20 something actually was speaking about um at first and so um it was and and 
I wasn't focused on marketing at all. And so it was very easy for people to sort of forget about 20 something or, um, so at the beginning it was just, it was just like, a sh it was just a show that we were very inconsistent. Like I'll do three, three week breaks, two week breaks, five week breaks. Like there was no sort of schedule. I'd put out a show on Monday or I'd put out a show on Wednesday. It was very inconsistent. Um, so one inconsistency, two, a lack of marketing, like a direction in marketing and then actually marketing at all. I didn't know how to market on Twitter. I didn't know about Facebook ads, didn't know about Instagram ads, didn't know about any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so... I think those were the two things. Um, yeah, those were the two things uh, that I learned. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And then you've been able to kind of work on that for, I guess, both for twenty something podcasts and improve on that, and then also for for beauty as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, did you have any other? Or as this podcast, uh, my aim with this podcast was to interview both women of color who have started a business and also women of color in senior positions. And I'm really interested in finding mm. out any challenges that they may have faced, which they think is specific to them being a woman of color, um, and how they kind of overcame that. Um, so, do you have any examples of that you could share? That things you've learned from in, uh, either in the workplace or in starting your business and interacting with other other business owners, and that you've been able to overcome um I oh gosh that's a hard question that's a tough one <laughs> that's a difficult question I can't think of anything like I, there definitely have been incidences where I've been discriminated against because I am a woman of color mm -hmm. but I can't tell you how I was able to overcome mm -hmm. it was more it was more like you can't come and kill me so <laughs> you, I've, I've Died. Um, there was sorry, a, like, what was I, that? I didn't catch that last part. Sorry. As in, so I've overcome because I haven't died. There was no specific <laughs> thing that that I could I I could say that I did um, in order to sort of progress um, out out of that situation. But I I could tell you things that have happened, but I can't tell you how I overcame that. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you, you know there have been specific examples, but I guess maybe even just resilience to see it through as opposed to kind of giving up in the situation is is a way of overcoming yeah, it itself. So, like, I, I really don't take these people too seriously. Like if it, my philosophy, like before it would be, oh my God, they discriminated against me. And it was like, oh my God, that's terrible. I'm going to like, now I'm just like, I sort of... I sort of let it run off me because it's like I you're, you're actually below me. I don't have time to come <laughs> down them. to your level. Like you are a very very small drop in the ocean right now, and I have things to do. Right, so yeah. like I'm not yeah. gonna let you distract me because I like I I've got somewhere to go sort of thing. So like move move to the side sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I love that mindset. Like you're not even gonna you're not going to come and disturb me in my journey of success. It's not my portion. <laughs> yeah. um, it's your business not mine <laughs> completely um have you ever received um or if yeah have you ever received bad advice that you've you've just because of your mindset of you're not going to come and distract me and you're not going to come and deter me from my vision um you knew not to not to listen to um I wouldn't say so actually um I'm quite privileged because my 
both my parents are entrepreneurs so they are my advisors um our advisors even but for me and my sister we we consult them about like huge big business changes or about um investment like we run financials past them uh so because they're so close to it and because we have them all the time to consult there hasn't been room for like somebody who is sort of not for us giving us a bad um bad advice and equally i don't think our parents have yet given us uh, told us to do something that has proven to be not worth our while mm-hmm. uh so so far no um we've managed to avoid avoid that yeah that's good it's good that you have your parents as advisors because you know that they're 100% on your team as well yeah and to be honest that's probably what influenced us the most um to be sort of entrepreneurs uh growing up in a family where um it was literally we were running or helping to run the family business so it was sort of in our blood to to be entrepreneurs and to to have that drive to want to do this yeah are your parents businesses um in the hair industry at all or is it completely different no, so how we sponsor the children is my dad has a um, a school. Okay. It used to be a physical school and now it's an online school. So the children log on at various times uh, throughout the day, depending on their ages, abilities, etc. Um, and are taught live online. Mm. and mm. um and then there's also home visits as well to complement that as well and so um it, so that that was so my dad's business was in education so we grew up in the school in Catford uh every saturday is saturday school uh and then home tuition as well and my mum's business is helping young people get into the uh, or helping young people and unemployed people get back into work and so those those um those two businesses um them being sort of quite social and um just trying to help the community i think that has really influenced both me and my sister to want to do beauty and to tie it in to social entrepreneurship yeah because you 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 said that you help mentor students or provide um, educational support for them alongside building this community of, you know, people who are interested in Afro-Caribbean hair. So you're really like tying it into the business. Yeah, exactly. So the pay it forward scheme is when, when you buy from the pay it forward scheme, we give a percentage of that, those profits to, uh, so it says it on each of the products, uh, we give a percentage to Simon education and they, um, use the money to um, sponsor a child uh, for maths and English tuition Um, and some of these children a lot of these children have been expelled so this could be their only form of education Um, so it's quite a monumental thing we want to sort of as beauty grows we'll have more of an impact Mm. Um, Mm. so yeah amazing Um, looking to the future, what's your what's your sort of goal for for beauty for the next few years? 
Um, I think Chinure and I just want to keep it growing. So we've got the consultations. Um, we're just bringing out, we've got live chat. We're bringing out new things to add to the portfolio of what beauty um, does. We'd like it to become a household name. We'd like it to be the Amazon of black hair care. Um, instead of seeing like other more obvious um, black high street hair shops, we'd like for people the first thing uh point of reference that they think of to be beauty uh and so that for us um is our sort of goal to sort of spread a, a spread awareness of the brand and do you have any great resources that have helped you in your journey so some people recommend podcasts or books that have really helped them in their mindset yeah, um, so podcasts that I listen to quite frequently is Social Media Marketing Made Easy by Amy Porterfield. Um, right now I'm reading The 4-Hour Work Week. Another I am book. listening to that by Audible. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. How are you finding it? I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. It's definitely something that I'm probably going to re-listen to or re-read at, at, at a future point because at the moment he's giving so many like useful tips I'm like oh, I can't I kind of can't keep it all I yeah. know and you have to do the exercises and I'm like exactly. I'm on the train like yeah, exactly. I, I need to f- focus on standing up straight exactly um yeah but it's really it's good a cool, it's a, yeah it's a really cool book um what other book um I've read this year Rich Dad Poor Dad I've also uh, read um Jeff Bezos's autobiography. I think it's called Jeff Bezos autobiography. But anyway, it's a book about um, sorry, not autobiography, biography yeah. about um, uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, that was quite that really influenced how we started um, beauty. Um, so that was a really good book. It had it gave me quite a few good ideas. Um, uh, yeah, those are the books that come to mind. Um, what well, was the other one uh what's the book by napoleon hill um how to how to get rich or anyway whatever that book is by napoleon hill that was quite um an influencer for me um yeah those are the books that come to mind great i'm always gonna i'm always adding to my book list it's forever growing but (laughs) i'm definitely gonna add those to the list um (laughs) do you have anyone that inspires you um it's it's cheesy I guess my parents definitely inspire me all the time um and I think Fortunere as well they um inspire us um who else in terms of famous people or more well-known people MDM Flow um who is the founder of a lipstick company from afar she's really um i don't know her personally but she really inspires me from um afar um hmm, i think that those are the two sort of people yeah yeah people that come to mind yeah yeah no that's that's interesting i really like mdo mdm flows business and how she started um and it's it's great that you have your parents to look up to and sort of provide that advice um, when you need it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay, so what would be, now just wrapping up, what would be your advice to other women um, who are interested in starting a business but don't know where to start? Ooh. 
Good question. Don't know where to start. Um, I would say read mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts. Um, listen to podcasts of people who have done similar things to you. Um, and it doesn't even have to be in the same industry. It could be um, in, I don't know, you want to go into, uh, I don't know, flowers or floristry. Um, and you read something about clothing, but or listen to something about clothing. But I think listen to other entrepreneurs and podcasts are a great way to do that because you can do it as you're doing other things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, read books on people who have made it and done it before you and dream big don't sort of don't look at your resources and think this is what I'm limited to just think big and things will fall into place nice don't let anything limit you I like it though I think sometimes you have to say those almost cringy but like true statements to just keep yourself motivated <laughs> yeah um, so what, what's the best way of keeping in contact with beauty's journey and your journey um, and 20 some, the 20 something podcast journey how can we keep in contact with you um, so you can go to beauty.co so beauty is spelled B-Y we should have said this maybe at the beginning yeah that's um, true that's my fault <laughs> so beauty is spelled B-Y-O-O-T-I dot co my fault, I should have said that before. So it's spelt phonetically. Um, that's another story in itself. So beauty.co, not .co.uk, not .com, beauty.co. And if you'd like to sign up, um, there there will be a pop-up. Um, there will be a pop-up that comes up right away. Or if you try and come off the site, it will pop up at you. And you can put your email in there. And we send... Um, tips about how to care for your hair we send you all sorts of um, useful stuff through um, emails so that's one way you can um, keep in touch with us you can also find beauty on twitter at beauty hq you can find us at facebook beauty um yes i think oh and instagram beauty hq as well perfect um and once i learn how to do all that i can link that wherever that needs to be linked so just to make it easier for people to see as well um thank you so much for taking your time to kind of share your journey um yeah it'd be really really cool to follow and see and watch you become the amazon for the black hair care industry i'm like saying it into existence oh and thank you for having us it's been a really cool interview thank you guys for listening and i'll catch you next time on she did it anyway Thank you.